Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Back on it. Here we are. Back doing it again. Love it. Yeah, man. How many more chapters do we have? Uh, 23 or something. So 23 more or 23 yeah. total? 23 more. All right, yeah. 23 more. So yeah, and we've got like, um, and that's not, I mean, we have a lot more episodes because we tend to break up each chapter. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what's nice is we have a, a nice long uh, list of, of subjects and topics to cover uh, on Mondays. So, so easy. Yeah, I don't have to think of like what we're going to talk about. We just exactly. open up the confession like, oh, I guess Here we're we go. talking hey, about yeah. effectual calling. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Might as well. How's, uh, how was your night? How was yesterday for you? Last night, <clears throat> what'd you do? Uh, last night? Yeah, what'd you do? Uh, let's see. What did we do? We had dinner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Um, my daughter, Madeline, had her friend Hermione over. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, she's from England. Ah. And yes. obviously with a name mm. like that. Or they're Harry Potter fans. Um, but she is. They're all. They're she's from, a muggle. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, no. Hermione was not a muggle. No, but she? she's half muggle. Is she half muggle? She's half muggle. I don't remember. There's, I, I can't think of the word that they use for it, though. Yeah, muggle. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's a different word. There's like there's like a derogatory, that's, like, that's half-breed der- word. Well, the half-breed. No, they had a different word. Yeah. But we're not going to say it. It's, I, it's I can't muggle. Remember. No, well, muggle is, muggle is for yeah. non-magic. But so she is magic, but she's half. Right. Or maybe her parents are both muggle? I don't know. It's a uh, yeah. I mean, it's so, been a while. You've read all the books, so you tell yeah, it's, me. But it's, uh, yeah, but when they came out, it's been a while. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, you know. Then um, I don't remember what we did. I thought I, I had to go. Uh, my daughter worked until 1130. And then so I had to go get her from Kohl's. Okay. And then. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. wait. So she paid you for the gas and your time as well as your, yeah. your insurance. She yeah. will? Yeah. I'll, I'll make her pay. Yeah. She, she's not paying, is yeah. she? Oh, you're one of those. Yeah. You're one of those. Listen, uh, I am definitely... My kids, if they want to rent a movie most of the time, they have to pay us for it, like uh, on Amazon. We, we we make our kids like... But you'll chauffeur your daughter around? Of course, yeah, that's what parents do. Yeah, because... Yeah. Not with, when they're making money, they could pay yeah. you for it. No, no. We got mm-hmm. it. We got it. We know what we're doing. So I don't know. We did a bunch of that stuff. No, I just believe Smoke it's because it's Catherine. It's the oldest and uh, your favorite. So you're just going to let her have a pass. Mm, nope. Oh, yes. Yeah. If it was Eli, you'd be like, walk. No. I did tell him today. I woke up Eli and I was like, hey, hey, wake up. Before you watch TV, before you play any of your video games, shovel the drive. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, watched a movie, smoked a cigar after I got home and then uh, slept in this morning. What'd you do last night? Uh, we watched a movie Ooh. together as a family. Nice. Yes. After we had dinner, which everyone obviously had. Well, I should say obviously, but you know what I mean? Because it seems redundant to say we had dinner and then we did something. No, sometimes people don't have dinner. That's why I said yeah. it's not an obvious yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not obvious. Yeah, that's why I just yeah. said that. Yeah. You heard my clarity, right? Yeah. Well, okay. I heard you go back and correct yourself. But anyways. So I clarified. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So we watched a movie <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I didn't get to pick the movie. Uh, so Let me guess. I'm going to guess. We haven't talked about it. All right, go. Small feet. No. Oh. But I was afraid it was going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did uh, Mary Poppins. Uh, oh, the old one. The old oh, yeah. one. Yeah. I yeah. think probably to prepare the kids for the new one. <sighs> 
Yeah. Yeah, you you love your kids, man. That is awesome. Yeah. That is really cool. And I cool. fell asleep halfway through. Yeah, I don't I don't watch that stuff. So I haven't I still I haven't tried. seen the original Mary Poppins. Really? No. I haven't I still haven't seen well, the, the first half was great. I don't watch any of that. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> so the music's good. Dick Van Dyke. I love Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, he was good. He was I'll uh, tell you like see my uh, last night Killian's like, "Can I watch a movie?" I'm like, "Sure, you can I rent the movie?" I said, "Yeah, you can, you know." And uh and so we uh I look, "Oh, how about Small Feet?" And he goes, "Ah." And I go, "Watch the trailer." And then he was like, "Ooh, I'm in." Yeah. yeah. Cool. Here you go. Here's a computer. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not watching small feet. What'd you go watch? It don't matter. Oh. Just a movie. Just a movie? Yeah, a funny one. And oh. I don't watch a lot of funny movies. I don't watch a lot of comedies because I don't think they're very funny. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you watched a comedy. That was good. good. Yeah. So you know what's not funny, but is balling what we're giving away. Yeah. That's, that ain't uh, no joke. No, this is serious stuff. So um, uh, Reformed Baptist Academic Press, RBAP. RBAP. Our BAP uh, has given us some books to give away, and we are really excited to give them to you because we love these books, right? These are really good books, and they're small, which is great. Yeah. See, Jimmy? Even brilliant men write small books. Yeah, but they write brilliant things. Yeah, like That's me. the That's difference a, okay. between you and So here's them. what we're giving away. <laughs> we're going to give away three copies of these, right? Yep. So three of you are going to win three books. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me. We're just gonna tell you what they are, and then at the end of the show, we'll tell you how you can enter. All right, here we go. Okay, so number one is going to be a toolkit for confessions as part of the uh, recovering our confessional heritage series. Number two is going to be the Covenant of Works. It's confessional and scriptural basis. Oh, so good! I love so that. good. And that's uh, that's one that you definitely want to get, especially because it's a neglected doctrine for a lot of Baptists. Oh, and then by Sam the Man Renahan. Is God Without Passions a Primer? This oh, is yeah. a, a great resource. Uh, you got to pick it up. It's on divine impassibility. You want it. You need it. It's going to be good for you. So uh, stay tuned. Listen to the end of the podcast, and we'll tell you how you can chan- get a chance to win these books. We'll, uh, we'll, get it, we'll pick the winners uh, at the end of the week. Sounds good. So, Joe, we're going to be – we're done with Chapter 9. We're on Chapter 10. We're going to look at Paragraph 1 of the 1689 Chapter 10 on Effectual Calling. That's right. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. Okay. And then we'll go through it. Is that cool? Sounds great. All right, let's do it. Those whom God hath predestined unto life, he is pleased in his appointed and accepted time effectually to call by his word and spirit out of that state of sin and death in which they are by nature to grace and salvation by Jesus Christ, enlightening their minds spiritually and savingly to understand the things of God, taking away their heart of stone and giving them a heart of flesh, renewing their wills and by his almighty power, determining them to that which is good and effectually drawing them to Jesus Christ. Yet, so as they come most freely, being made willing by his grace. Mm, amen. Yeah, thanks for taking that from me. <laughs> yeah, uh, you started that. Yeah, 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 yeah. a long time ago. Um, so great. So you know, we're we're talking about effectual calling here, and uh, this is you know the the work of God um, in an individual that effectively that's effectual, right? That effectively uh, brings them to faith in Jesus. Now, Jimmy, that very first line here in paragraph one, yeah. those whom God hath predestined unto life. He's the people that he's talking about who are going to be effectually called yeah. are those that have been predestined or predestinated. Um, so really, what are we talking about here right away? Right, right off the bat, they're talking about that. Uh, that what is that? Ordo salutis. Right. Right. And so, you know, it's talking about first, well, election. Right. Right. Yeah. God, uh, God choosing specific people 
set apart for uh, redemption. Okay. The sec- next is predestination. Right. And so, like, this is the actual uh, plan for th- those individuals to be ultimately uh, converted. Uh, gospel call. Then the gospel call is the what people call the external call. It's it's when uh, in God's timing they hear the gospel and uh, they're going to begin to wrestle with that invitation, which is different than the inward call. Right, inward call. That's effectual calling. Right. That's yeah. that's the that is the um, <clears throat> when God effectively begins to bring them to to faith in Christ. Regeneration. Right. That's the change of heart. Right. That is the renewal. We'll talk about that today as well. Conversion. That's our response to regeneration. So we're talking about faith and repentance. Justification. Right. So once you believe, like upon belief, the next thing in the Ordo Salutis is that God declares your sins forgiven and he imputes to you the righteousness of Christ. Sanctification. Set apart for God and progressively changed and transformed into the image of Jesus. And then finally, glorification. Right. And that is uh, the final state. It got our, those that God has chosen, who ha- he, whom he have, is called, regenerated, converted, justified, sanctified, he will ultimately bring to the state of glory. And so when we're talking about this, though, it continues on. He is pleased in his appointed and accepted time effectually to call. So this is, I mean, what we're talking about, this is this internal call, this effectual right. call. Right. It was all set by God. The details, right? He is <clears throat> pleased in his appointed and accepted time. And so, you know, that, that somebody is predestined to believe yeah. um, is one thing, but it's, but what is included in this is that God has chosen the time and the place and the circumstances, the things that are going to prepare yeah. the person for this. And so, you know, like uh, I, I remember these 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 details of in my conversion when I was uh, I heard the gospel for the first time when I was seventeen. By and, when you heard it, like, well, I think some of those individuals, like Pastor Pat and and Rob, no, they were at, yeah, Rob, they were, they were they Rob was it was around that time they didn't you know first present it to you, but God still used them in that process. Yeah, Pat came after I was converted. But Rob was one of the always guys. Always late to the party yeah. is Pat. Yeah, Pastor you know Pat is always late to the Better party. Better late than never. So, um, so yeah, Rob, who is an elder candidate here, shared the gospel with me uh, when I was 17. And so God began to bring, he brought this girl into my life who began to tell me about Jesus. But then he mm, brought this flirt other. to convert. Yep. Yes, she did. And then these other girls uh, that were not flirting to convert, but I thought they were flirting with me because they were being so nice to me. It turns <laughs> out they were just Christians and they wanted to tell me about Jesus. I'm like, oh, what, like, right. what happened to you that someone was just being courteous and nice to you? And you're like, do you see Man, me in high school? Like them. Girls didn't generally talk to me in high school. So well, not uh, with them earrings. Those were disgusting. Oh man, those were hot, man. Those were banging. All right, we got That's going in the show notes. Okay. Oh, that 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 picture. That's not oh, how I looked. Oh yes. That was like that was like a glamour shot my nah, mom made me do. That is going up. All right. So anyway, that is going up. So uh, so but God began to bring all of these people in my life. Uh, these other guys that were Christians and and kept pushing me and prodding me, yeah. and preparing me for this. So the 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 converting work of God is you know includes these these small but significant. Uh, ordained moments and and relationships and circumstances that will lead to the actual change of of heart. So I love that. I love that this is a... um, It's incredibly humbling. It's incredibly like uh, awe-inspiring that that for like your salvation, right? That you would be called to himself. He has put these people around you and prepared your heart for that. Yeah, it's like he... 
he took the, the time and he was patient and he was working in all of these small ways to, to bring it about. It was, uh, it is, it is humble. I think that's a really good point, Jimmy, that he is pleased and is appointed an accepted time effectually to call. It says by his word and spirit. Boom. So yeah. you mean I just can't name it and claim it? It doesn't work that way. No? Okay. And, uh, and listen, the, the, we're talking about the means of our conversion, right? So <clears throat> sometimes non-Calvinists will, um, will, will hear us talk about the doctrine of election or predestination, and they'll say, like, okay, so if you're saying that, uh, that God has chosen a specific number of people, specific individuals to be saved, yeah. then I guess we don't have to evangelize because God's just going to convert them. But the reality is he doesn't convert anyone apart from the ministry of the Word and the Holy Spirit. That's right. Which means we have to preach the gospel. That means we're called to go proclaim. We're called to go make disciples yep. as disciples. We're, we're, we're the share the gospel uh, unreservedly. Right. So we, uh, we are the means that God uses to bring about the conversion of the elect. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants us to go out. He calls us to go out. It is obedient to go out to share the gospel. It is disobedient to not do that. So as Calvinists, we believe wholeheartedly that evangelism is necessary. Yeah. It is necessary because God is not only predestined the end, he's predestined the means as well. And the means are his people preaching the gospel. But, and, but, and, and the spirit yes. at work. Yeah. Right. Hey, so, Baptists. It, there that's, you go. That, that's the Holy Spirit, by the way, in case you were wondering. Oh, oh. Yeah. It doesn't say holy, but that's what that is. Oh, that's what. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You know why it doesn't this, say Holy Spirit? Uh, why? Because even back then they were afraid of the Holy Ghost. They even no, they don't. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think that's important, especially even as Baptists. We in in recent times we've shied away from uh, the person of the Spirit. Like we've shied away from from the Holy Spirit because of I think it's reactionary to the abuses. Yeah, the abuses that yeah, we see the, the, the evangelical church exactly. But we should embrace this. And I mean, I think, Joe, you've said in the past. Uh, I mean, the Puritans, the Baptists, like. Uh, they wrote some of the most richest pieces yeah. the on the Refor- Holy Spirit. The whole Reformed tradition has written the best works on the Holy Spirit. The Reformed tradition has written the best stuff. Um, it stood the test of time. Um, it's wonderful. It's, ex- you know, it's experiential. Uh, so- but now, Bill Johnson says, I don't need much of that reading. <laughs> okay. Uh, first of all, I don't trust anybody with a name like Bill Johnson unless he's selling me a car. Okay. That's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy that would sell me a car. How you doing, Bill Johnson? How can I help you today? That's, that's, Come that's, on over to Bill Johnson Ford. That's right. <laughs> the corner of, of, of uh, what is it? What, what is that? Uh, where you always save more money, that Chicago Oh, place? I don't remember. Celosi and Edelson Chevrolet, where you always save more money. They've been doing that for years in Chicago. Nobody cares. All right. So, yeah, we, we preach the word. We rely on the work of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, nothing's going to happen. Mm. And it's out of that state of sin and death in which they are by nature. So he is pleased in his appointed time yep. effectually to call by his word and spirit. Call us out of this state of sin and death. Yeah. So what we're talking about here is that that original state that that uh, because of the fall, we have this corrupted nature. We've talked about that. Where oh, it's, yeah. It's kind of it's it's because uh, we know it so well. What do you mean? Our corrupted nature. We know it so well. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we live it often. Um <laughs> Actually, daily. And so, I mean, he calls us out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is a a change in our nature. 
That's what the effectual calling is. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to adopt a new mindset. It's not, oh, I'm going to adopt this new philosophy on life, or I've got a new perspective or a new discipline or a new lifestyle. That's not what it means Mm. to be effectually called. It means that God is taking us uh, not just from one kingdom and putting us into another, but he changes our natures so that we rightly fit in that kingdom as well. And that and, we choose and want that, right? And I think we yes. were talking about that before, about with that corrupted nature, uh, we're bound to it. We're bound to that nature so that we do not want God. We do not no. choose God. We have no desire for God. The closest is like we want the things that come with God, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, I would like to be forgiven of all my sins. I'd like that. Yeah. But I don't want to have to submit to Jesus yeah. and uh, and and trust Him and put Him first. Yeah, that's right. But so it changes that nature where we want Him, we pursue Him, we desire Him, we 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 want to uh, be in communion with our God. That's right. And that I mean, it doesn't mean that we do that perfectly, but that desire is there because yeah. the heart is new. So um, now this this change in our nature is is described here. Um, in the things that follow, right? It says that he calls us out of this state of sin and death to grace and salvation by Jesus Christ, enlightening their minds spiritually and savingly to understand the things of God, taking away their heart of stone and giving to them a heart of flesh, renewing their wills, and by his almighty power, determining them to that which is good. Mm. That is a change that we need and we're made to live like as, as human beings, we're actually created for that, right? That's like the design. That's but, what it really means to be truly human. Exactly. Exactly. This is, this is not what it means to be religious though. It is that it is on a deeper level. This is what it means to be truly human, meaning restored image of God in us. Yeah. Walking with God in our lives. So this um, obviously, you know, this is a, this is not just a, an adoption of a religion. We are, um, out, called out of a state yep. of sin and death and into grace and salvation. So it's not just a religion. Like I'm like, I'm going to affiliate over here now. Mm-hmm. We are experiencing God's grace and the salvation that we have in Jesus, the forgiveness of sins. Um, yeah, I mean, it talks about that in Ephesians 2, right? And yeah, you who were dead in the trespass and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, a spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among them, among whom we all once lived. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were transferred from that to something else. Right, right. And that's, I think most of our listeners know that, right? They understand that salvation is real, that it is this eternal uh, kindness, relationship with God, all of that. But just to put that fine point on it, the confession is making this very clear. This is not merely a change in attitude, disposition, or religion. This is salvation itself, mm. in which... Our minds are enlightened spiritually and savingly to whoa, whoa. understand the enlightenment. Oh, <laughs> whoa, Joe! No, whoa, no, no, not whoa. that what, kind. What not sort that. of progressive liberalism there, 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 is this? Good stuff, some good stuff came out of the enlightenment, but uh, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. I know you're saying. No, no, this is a spiritually and savingly oh, enlightened. It's a good kind right. of enlightenment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the kind that has God right at the center of it. Mm. Now, this is important because, you know, a lot of people read the Bible. A lot of people read the scriptures um, who do not know the truth. Just because you read the Bible doesn't mean you're going to understand it spiritually and saving. That's right. I mean, there, I, I've heard of, I've read some, uh, you know, individuals that have PhDs. They've got these doctorates in religion or yeah. or the New Testament or Old Testament, 
but they have no faith, right? Like right. they read it as if it's just another historical document to right. be critically observed. And they can even properly interpret the yeah. meaning of those passages, yeah. but they don't understand it spiritually and savingly. That's, That's right. The Their difference. heart has not changed. Yeah. Their mind has not been renewed. Their eyes have not been opened. They are not enlightened their mind spiritually oh. and savingly. Okay, now I got to read Ephesians 1.18. Oh, go ahead. Because you just read that. Or we'll start with 17. Right. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Paul's so progressive. <laughs> Man. Oh, so is Flo, by the way. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, you like that? <laughs> I, I do like, like that. that. That was very good. Okay, nobody else is going to know. Um, <laughs> so enlightening the minds, like otherwise it's not going to happen. Yeah. It takes this divine power of God to accomplish this, to understand the things of God. And then they, then there's this taking away, taking mm-hmm. away their heart of stone yeah. and, and giving to them a heart of flesh. What, is, what does that mean? Like, what are you, what are yeah, you talking that's, about? That's that? We use that phrase a lot. We use right. that imagery a lot. And sometimes it's, oh, you know, over you, I guess you can't really overuse it, but sometimes it's used without fully understood or without even explaining explained. It. You got to explain it because it is a powerful uh, metaphor, right? We don't yeah. literally have hearts of stone. So, this is from Ezekiel 36 and um, where there's this, this promise of the new covenant. God's like, I'm going to make a new covenant. Yeah. And in this new covenant, I'm going to take out that heart of stone and I'm going to replace it with a heart of flesh. And I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to give you a new spirit and I'm going to put my spirit in you and I'm going to cause you to walk in my ways. He's, he's telling his people like, listen, there's a covenant is coming that will not be external. It will not be based on your works like the old covenant. It will not be based on your obedience. My blessings to you will not hinge on whether or not you are obeying me. Your, my, my saving blessings will fall upon you by grace alone. And my grace is so powerful. It will actually change you. Mm. So that heart of stone, right? The unbelieving heart is replaced with a heart of flesh, which means this is a heart that beats with love for God. It's spiritually alive, right? And this goes back to Ephesians, uh, you know, two being dead in sins and yeah. then being made alive together with Christ. And so once you, this heart of flesh, renewing their wills, mm-hmm. right? So now that's we what talk about, talking about, that's what we're talking about before, right? Yeah. That now we want to, we desire mm-hmm. to, we are now free uh, to seek after God and desire him above all other desires or all other yeah. lesser goods. And I think we've talked about it before, but I can remember talking to that girl, Candy, right? It's Christian uh, teenager. Wait, what, wait. Her name was Candy. With a, with an I? Nope. And, okay. it's, and it's her birth name too. Candy. It wasn't Candace. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right, so it was Candy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The girl that was flirting to convert. <laughs> That's right. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm working so hard not to make jokes right now because I don't want you to have to go back and edit it out. I just wanted, I just <laughs> no, so I had easy. a few others. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> so but Candy was a great Christian girl. And what was really confusing and confounding to me was that she genuinely loved going to church. She loved worshiping on Sunday. Yeah. She loved reading the Bible. And that blew me. I could not understand that. She had a heart and a desire for these things. She wanted to obey God because she loved God. She actually had a heart for God. And I could just, like, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. I remember trying to talk to her. We'll just skip church and we'll hang out. And she's like, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, your parents won't leave. They're making it. And she's like, nope. Nope, I just, I really like going and worshiping God. Man, here you are trying to tell her to skip church. Oh, yeah, and more, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was I was pagan, dude. Uh, but she was like, oh, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. So anyways, yeah, that is uh, that is great that, the, that God renews the will. And by his almighty power, 
determining them to that which is good. So he orients us, mm. right? He creates good works for us to walk in. He causes us to walk in his ways. He shows us the way that we're supposed to go. That is the change. This is the transformation that happens when we're talking about effectual calling. Yeah, you are this new creature, this new creation in Christ. Yeah. So, you know, we effectively drawing them to Jesus. What That's what all of this looks like. So when somebody becomes a Christian, this is what's happening, right? They're not... Like we sometimes, you know, Baptists think about it and we're like, okay, so you want to become a Christian? Pray this prayer. Did you mean it? I mean it. Okay, so pray the prayer. Now, now you're a Christian. And it's like, okay, now that can, you can become a Christian in that context. That happens. God could use that, yeah. But that's, but becoming a Christian is not praying a prayer. It is, it is God at work in your heart changing you. Like you are being made new. But like you've been saying, Jimmy, in 1689, these, these reformed, these thoroughly reformed Baptist Calvinist guys want to come back to the issue of free agency. Yeah. Uh, it says, yet so as they come most freely, being made willing by his grace. Yeah. Yeah, we're free agents. Like this, this we are free agents. We act in accordance uh, with our desires. We act in accordance with our nature. So what God does is he changes our heart. And then the will operates in accordance with the change in nature. Yeah. You can't love God with a dead, stony heart. Yeah, we're not about being the frozen chosen. God gives you a new heart that now loves God. It works the way that it's supposed to. As you said, to. beats for affection for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the picture here. So <clears throat> we're just getting started on the effectual calling here in the 1689, par- chapter, 10, chapter 10, paragraph 1. Uh, we're going to spend some time in it. But we definitely uh, want you guys to get – I want you guys to go deeper into mm. Reformed Baptist theology. And the way that you can do that is you can enter our giveaway Boom. for these three books by RBAP, okay? So if you want to win a copy of God Without Passions, a toolkit for confessions, and the Covenant of Works, if you want to win that, you have to go to our show notes, right? You have to go to our website, doctrineanddevotion.com, find this episode, and follow the instructions there. Basically, you're going to need to sign up for our email list if you already have signed up. Then you already ha- did step you, one. You did step one. Step two, share what we tell tell you to share on social media and um and we will choose with a specific hashtag all of it's going to be there so i want you to go there and um we're going to pick one winner from twitter one winner from instagram one winner from facebook right so you'll if you use all three platforms you're going to have more opportunities to win yeah you only can win once but you'll have more opportunities you have more opportunities every every time you post that's an that's an entry yeah so you know the some of you guys now listen here's the here's the thing don't 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 just retweet. That's yeah, just, that if you won't count. do that. That doesn't count because it doesn't actually show up in the uh, the hashtag. Like yeah. when you click it and I look for it, I, you can't yeah. see it. Yeah. Plus, it's like uh, people that don't follow us and you don't see it. Yeah. Right. So you, we, what we really want you to do, I don't think, anyways. Anyway, point is, fresh tweet, fresh post, fresh IG post. Uh, get that out there, and uh, we will announce the winner on Saturday. Yep. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctor and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctorDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content when available. Later. Later.